She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing. And in the color, she's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing. And in her color portrait world. Oh, what? What the hell is he saying? And her color. <laughs> I can't read this. I, I cannot read it. I'm trying not to hear this. The whole point of this is trying not to hear the song, but read the song. <laughs> so if I don't hear it at all, it makes no fucking sense. But if I hear it, then I'm not just reading it. I'm almost singing it. I don't want to almost sing it. I just want to read the words. God, it's better than nothing. She's got a little bit of. Okay. She's got a little bit of something. God, it's better than nothing. And in her color portrait world, she believes that she's got it all. She swears the moon don't hang quite as high as it used to. And she only sleeps when it's raining. And she screams and her voice is straining. 3 a.m. Matchbox 20. That's a weird one. It's five lines? I've got to listen to that to hear how that works. Hey, hi, and hello. <laughs> Welcome to Creative Forever, the podcast dedicated to keeping you forever inspired, forever motivated, forever creative, and forever you. I am your host, Janet, a.k.a. JM, a.k.a. the voice inside your head, a.k.a. your biggest fan. And together, we're going to get some creative shit done. All right, first, let's start with our segment called Check It Out. This is a segment where I will bring up something that I've seen online, that I've read, that I've watched, that I think is pretty great and that I want you to check out. Uh, and we're going to start this off with a game for your phone. And I'm using the word game very loosely here. I really should call it an activity for your phone, for your commute to work for your downtime, for those awkward moments where you are with people you don't want to be with and <laughs> you need a little phone business to take care of, you know, oh, I'm busy. I'm, I'm going to be looking at this phone right now instead of talking to you. This game is called Verity or Verity, <laughs> Verity. I don't know. I looked it up online to find the pronunciation. A couple of people are calling it Verity, but they also say they don't know if that's correct or not. It's spelled V I R. I-D-I-V-I-R-I-D-I. It's a plant game. You grow succulent plants on your phone. Okay, so you get a pot and some succulent plants to plant, and then you water them, and they grow. That's it. Oh, and a small snail crawls around the rim of the pot very slowly. The music is mellow and soothing. It's a calming game. It's a sort of like... What was it, the, the little keychain game where you would check on your little guy and keep him alive? I don't remember what it was called, but um, it's like that. You take care of the plants, and then you check on them every few days, and it shows you their progress. If you've been gone for a week, it'll show you how much they've grown. A very low-stakes game, very little risk, very calming. Um, I've linked some pics and a video of my plant named Susie in the show notes so you can see um, Susie sort of start from nothing and then grow. Um, I really like it a lot. It's uh, a good game or activity during those few moments where you have nothing to do and need something to do. Grow some succulents uh, with the game Verity. 
All right. So for today's show, we're going to be talking about whiskey and specifically how a young woman built a brand um, using her creativity. And I think it's a great example of how you can start a project, be open to that project changing and end up with something better than you ever imagined. So let's jump in. The story starts with a New York Times article about Jack Daniel, the famous whiskey maker. The writer, Clay Risen, pointed out that some 275,000 people visit the Jack Daniel Whiskey Distillery every year. And when they do, they hear the following story on the tour. Quote, sometime in the 1850s, when Daniel was a boy, he went to work for a preacher, grocer, and distiller named Dan Call. The preacher was a busy man, and when he saw promise in young Jack, He taught him how to run his whiskey still, and the rest is history. The New York Times article goes on to say that tourists will now hear a different story, a truer story. That Dan Call was not the person who taught Jack about distilling. Instead, it was one of Dan Call's slaves, a man named Nearest Green. This 2016 New York Times article was enough to inspire a woman named Vaughn Weaver, a black real estate investor and author. She flew down to Lynchburg, Tennessee, with the idea that this story could become a book, possibly a feature film, and maybe they could even do a limited edition bottle of whiskey in honor of Mr. Green. She interviewed as many people as she could during her visit. She also went on a few distillery tours and realized that Mr. Green's story was not being officially recognized. This is when Ms. Weaver decided to spend some more time in Lynchburg. She rented a place, continued her research, and set her mind on making sure that the distillery kept its promise to add Mr. Green's contribution to the history of whiskey. 10,000 documents and artifacts later. The first thing Fawn Weaver could tell everyone, including the distillery and the New York Times, was that Mr. Green's name was Nathan. The name nearest was a nickname often accompanied with uncle, and it was spelled with a T, nearest, like where's the nearest Starbucks. Not only did Ms. Weaver find out what the man's actual name was, but she spoke to every descendant she could find, and there were quite a few, many of them over the age of 90. Through her interviews, she discovered that in this small Tennessee town, black and white folks lived together, worked together, ignored Jim Crow laws together, and had no problem with school integration because the kids in town already played together regardless of color. The family and community always knew that Nathan Green worked with Jack Daniel, but just how deep his contribution went slowly got lost over the 15 decades. I'm going to stop telling you the story here because it's better coming directly from Fawn Weaver's mouth. I beg you to check out the interview I'm pulling from about her first trip down to Lynchburg, Tennessee. The link is in the show notes. The people she met, the conversations, the misunderstandings, it's a great read. That interview, along with the other links I will provide, really help paint a picture of why Nathan Green and his whiskey legacy means so much to Ms. Weaver and why she went from, I'm going to write a book, to buying the house that Jack Daniels' sisters built so she could live in Lynchburg and open her own distillery. So I'll link this interview, a video, both New York Times articles. So the first one that inspired Ms. Weaver to go down to Tennessee, and then the one that New York Times wrote about her a year later when she came back with 
the Green family tree and stories and interviews and even confirmation of who the black man actually was in the photo that the New York Times had put in their first article. So check all the links. This is a great little rabbit hole to fall into. Now let's talk about why I chose this topic. I wanted to do an episode about this because of the way Ms. Weaver approached this creative endeavor. It really speaks to me and inspires me. First, she picked a project that she was truly passionate about. Reading an article about a man's lost legacy moved her to the point that she took herself to a city named Lynchburg in Tennessee for her 40th birthday. You really have to care about something, be moved by something to do that. As a black person, as a woman, as an outsider of a small and remote community, she followed her creative gut and went to Lynchburg, Tennessee and investigated this, and that is awesome. Then, when she got there and discovered that there was so much more to the story, so much more that should be done, she was able to pivot and expand her creative goals. Not many creatives have the mental fortitude to go to a city ready to write a book and leave that city ready to open a whiskey distillery. And it wasn't just talk. It wasn't just her dream. She took steps and made it happen. No background in whiskey, but she made it happen. And I don't know that she has a strong background in activism or politics, but I suspect it takes a fair amount of both of those skills to be able to respectfully honor a man that you have never met that lived his life as a slave in Tennessee and happened to teach Jack Daniel how to make whiskey in a country where Trump is currently president. There are so many ways that this goes wrong, right? The optics have to be precise at all times. All sides have to be working together. The Jack Daniel people, Nathan Green's descendants, the city of Lynchburg. Think about this. 10,000 documents and artifacts were shared with Ms. Weaver in order for her to shine light on this history. That's the level of trust and respect she had to earn from Mr. Green's family and community in order to do this type of work. And just so you know, the collection is going to be put in the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C., so I will let you know the second that happens. I wake up every day hoping I can focus my talents as sharply as Ms. Weaver has done, hoping to reveal to myself talents I didn't know I had and opportunities I didn't think possible. I think there are other people out there that want their art to be as impactful as this, whether they want to honor a fallen hero, bring a secret into the light, or tell a story that wouldn't otherwise be told. Stories like this light a fire for me. Not just a spark of light in the distance that makes me optimistic about my own creative future, but it also lights a fire under my ass that says, get to work, woman. Things are happening. People are getting shit done, and you can too. I'll end with this. Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey Distillery is in Shelbyville, Tennessee, which is right in the same area as Lynchburg, and you can go visit. They also have a fantastic website that goes into great detail about the history of Nathan Green and his family, many of which were also in the whiskey business. The highlight of the website is a short film they did starring Emmy Award winning actor Jeffrey Wright. You know him from HBO's Westworld, the Hunger Games movies, and if you're part of my Q4 community, Angels in America. The short film honors Mr. Green and his legacy in a wonderful way, and I don't know if it was meant to serve as a sort of teaser of what the film or documentary could be, 
but I am on board. I will buy the book about Nathan Green. I will see the film, whatever it is. As long as Ms. Weaver is involved, I am in. In the meantime, I have to settle for a bottle of Uncle Nearest Whiskey. Now, I don't drink whiskey, but I bought it, and I will continue to buy it. Fawn Weaver's passion for this project, the brand she created, not for herself, but for someone else, the historical relevance and activism and Wakanda forever power behind it. That is the kind of creativity I live for and aspire to. I'll say it again to myself and to you. Get to work. Things are happening. People are getting shit done. And you can too. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Creative Forever. That's creative, the number four, E-V-R. Don't forget to be creative this week, even if you just think about it. Later. Later.